0: Welcome to Recommissioned, a bi-weekly podcast where we go back to watch Battlestar Galactica. Each week, I'm joined by my good pal Matt, who has only seen the episodes up to the one we're covering. Now, I've seen them all. And this week, we're covering Season 2, Episode 16, Sacrifice. My name is Sesha Avenel. I've seized control of the Cloud Nine Lounge and held the people in it hostage. What do you want?
1: What I want? This is not about... what I want.
0: The Colonial Fleet has become a Cylon-occupied territory. You are working in collusion with a Cylon agent, the very same model of a Cylon who tried to murder you, Admiral Adama, on your own ship. You want Sharon Valeri. You have two hours. Get me everything you can on Sasha Ebenel. Yes, sir. I just want to say I'm throwing one back for old blue eyes. I know, man. Pour old, out some for your boy. Oh, Billy boy. It's not well, don't with pour us out anymore.
1: By the way, real quick, don't pour out the good stuff. Pour a little jack out on the floor, maybe, if you got that laying
0: around. I just may. Don't pour out the best. Jesus. I'll tell you what. I don't know who's going to be husking the corn come harvests or making a good college try at pleasing some woman by offering a class ring when she has given you no indication she wants to be in a long-term relationship with you. Hey, yeah. By the
1: way, this useful advice for everyone you don't propose until you already know what the answer is. Hey, by the way, on that, and, uh, pr- the whole proposal thing's kind of a, a ruse. Mm.
0: How old were you when you proposed, Matt?
1: When I proposed, I was, I would have been 23, 24. Mm. Yeah. Hey, which... growing up in the South, baby. Hey, just like Billy. <laughs> That's hey,
0: right. Oh, boy. Just a sweet-eyed doe. Here we are. Oh, Billy. It's our requiem for Billy.
1: And as you guys can tell, since I talk about my wife so often, it worked out great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Well, sacrifice. (laughs) Sacrifice. Dude, (laughs) this is a fucking stellar episode. I enjoyed the hell out of this one, even though it was a sad, uh, Billy's dead and Rosalind is very sad. That was sad. That was harsh. That was rough. Hmm. But. Damn good episode. Really well done. I really
0: enjoyed this one, man. Yeah. I'm it's glad you liked it. What did you like about it specifically? I, this is another one of those extremely tight
1: episodes. I feel like the last, within the last five, six episodes of this season, there's been some, some loosey-goosey shenanigans, lots of characters, new characters that are there for five minutes, silly stuff kind of all over the place. And this one, it, the characters it introduced were there for a fucking reason. It mattered. They were there in one place. The tensions are high, and it's ratcheting those tensions up. It's just a, a straightforward hostage story with a lot of really cool implications about Adama and his relationship to Sharon and the Cylons and mm. the Cylon perception among the fleet. Like, to me, this is how you do a tightly focused story on, you know, this. There, here's the you know the plot and and the action and the you know really you know violent drama is right here but then there's larger questions around it and the implications of what will this mean in the future what will this mean to the public perception of everything the bigger broader stuff coming out of the tightly focused story i think this is a really good example of that man this is Fucking just fun. This was just a good episode. Seeing, like, seeing the guys start to emerge from the crowd after nodding to the woman, you're like, oh, wait a minute. This is some terrorist shit we got about to go down. Like Really great buildup, and I fucking
0: just enjoyed it. Nice. Eloquent and well-thought. Five points. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can do with those what you will. I'm just throwing them onto the pile until I get a million. All like right. you, daddy. You're almost there, son. <laughs> <laughs> just keep following my my lead and you'll be in the fucking promised land one two years tops
1: <laughs> the million the million mile high points club
0: yeah you might have to relocate though i don't know we'll see <laughs> daddy what might did you have think to, of this daddy might have to get you a little place to live out here you know when we're really <laughs> so, rolling in a little in shack for me a couple of years yeah yeah you know get you out here in the Corn-fed country, just like our boy Billy, who's now dead. <laughs> our dead boy Billy. I promise God. not to let these shitty quasi-militant fuckbags kill you, though. <laughs> but as long as you don't do something guns. dumb and pretend that you are somehow going to uh, get in the way of this whole thing and do something rash. And silly, for a girl, let's be real. Hey, Billy, look over here, buddy, through your dead pale eyes. Way, listen to me. Wait for it. Way, way out of your league, pal. <laughs> I mean, uh, way I out of most leagues, to be real. Not to, not to spit on the dead, but not ah, to spit yeah, on the side, dead. Man. But I'm gonna, cause <laughs> Billy uh, Kikeya is uh, is no match. Is no match for No Duwala, no. and uh, well. What are you gonna do? You know, here he is, dead, chasing the girl around, doing yeah. doing dumb things. And but so were, to were you were you? Let me ask you the following questions. Number one, okay. Matthew, when this when this started, did you think to yourself, "Hmm, this seems suspiciously like a send off episode"?
1: Uh-huh, you know, I'll admit, right at, at first, the first couple of minutes, no, but. Post their argument, Billy and Dee, uh, once they're actually in the bar, I was like, ooh, I'm worried about Billy coming out of this one. Mm. (laughs) I just had this feeling then. Uh, Although Billy getting his big shining moment, I spoke up to Adama. (laughs) Like that should have been, yeah, I should have picked up on that. (laughs) Looking back, I'm like,
0: yeah, they they gave him a, a bone before he bit the dust. So I was concerned that he was going to die, too, on the first go-around in this one, based on the way the episode was set up. But they gave me a red herring when they shot Lee. I didn't then think they'd shoot somebody else. I didn't think Lee was going to die, but I didn't expect someone else to get killed. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You think... It is
1: a trick uh, of television where you're like, well, this main character is gravely wounded. We have to stop now. Like, that's, mm. that's enough. All right. Obviously, we're not going to do more. Yeah. Then they,
0: they fucking throw a left hook out of nowhere. Left hook out of nowhere. Well, Matt, it's a good episode of television. I liked it. It definitely has some, um, it feels emotional. Yeah. You know, there's emotions uh, in it. What do you think of our uh, special guest here? Uh, oh, the uh,
1: the terrorist lady? Yeah. Whose name Amari. I only remember her last name. Like, Dana Delaney,
0: Delaney plays Delaney. Sesha Wait, no, Abinell. it's Abilene. Really? Uh, her real name is Dana yeah. Delaney. Oh, that's right. So she had like a terrorist name. <laughs> yeah, her terrorist name is Sesha Abinel Ahad. Abilene Yeah. Just kidding. I, was like, I, la- I added the Ahad. It's a dumb <laughs> joke. It's <laughs> not Sesha Abinel Ahad. It's just <laughs> <Good> Sesha <laughs> Abilene <laughs> It's just Avenel. It's just a good old-fashioned white Irish terrorist sounding She's perfectly (laughs) white-looking. You know, there's there's no mistake in her whiteness. Do you remember remember hearing... Recognize her? Wait, what? You recognize her? I do not. Remember the Red River Valley, she sang in Tombstone. You killed him. He was beautiful. That's uh, the dusky, that woman with the dusky hues. Snatch come, her up, white, wow. and you snatch her up and run away. I'm dying damn. with my boots off. <laughs> um, Completely yeah. missed that. Yeah, right yeah. over my head. There she is. That's her. Damn. Well, yeah. hot damn. Well, hot damn. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I dug it. I think there's been some hiccups in season two. Um, yeah, there have been, man. There have been. There have been some hiccups. I remember thinking that when I was watching it, uh, black Market's a disaster, but there's a few other hiccups along the way. Um, one overall is better. I would say pound for pound, episode versus episode. But there's a lot of good shit in season two, um, like the Pegasus stuff. There's a, There's been plenty of good. And I thought this was a nice, as you pointed out, sir, a nice tight. Tight like a drum head. A tight narrative. Yeah, tight. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very and
1: rich. also, like, I know I'm jumping into it a little bit, but like, Just for example, the the reasons for Delaney doing this, like taking over this, you know, making this basically... Hey, put on your
0: swim trunks and dive in.
1: Ooh, let's do it. Let's just dive into the deep end. Um, Well, for one, I would say I find her reasons, unlike other (laughs) villainous characters introduced (laughs) out of nowhere, at least understandable. I'm like, okay, I I see how there could be a uprising about this, or, you know, a, a demand for this, because... The people of the fleet believing that there is an actual Cylon kept aboard, whereas we got to remember the public perception, the civilian perception of Cylons still at this point is just pure fucking evil enemy trying to kill us all. That's it. That's it. They're just machines trying to kill every last one of us. Why would you be keeping one alive? The sworn enemy who has no, no desire to talk to us whatsoever. Um, So I like that. I like I like her reacting the way she does. I, I find it believable. I mean, obviously, it's extreme, and I like how that. To be honest, it is only a handful of people that it seems like. She, it's, I, it, I like that they didn't try to make her the head of some fucking movement like we had <laughs> in some of the previous, like, the, the civilian uprising. Like, it's not some big movement. It's her and a couple of people who feel like they've lost people due to the Cylons, and now they feel like, uh, you know, the government's not doing enough. All right, fine. We'll take it into our own hands. I'm like, it's, she's being extreme, but it's,
0: I I believe that people would be an extremist over this. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I would say that there's definitely positives here. Um, The ones you mentioned specifically, not being part of some big regime, just kind of sharing your misery, commiserating, as it were, Mm -hmm. with some others. But, uh, I mean, it's a little bit of a stretch, but I'm okay with the stretch. The stretch, yeah. of course, being, well, they have some, they have our enemy, yet everything seems to be going pretty well, so we should probably go fuck it up. <laughs> like, in like, But whatever, it's Battlestar Galactica, right? I kind of understand where they're coming from on this, so I'm not too upset about it, mm-hmm. sir. I think it's fine. Um, right? And, and I like the reveal from her, too, that it is a
1: known, or at least a leak, like, fact among the civilians that it was a Cylon infiltrator, an agent that kicked off the whole attack on Caprica. I wasn't sure how much people knew about that. Like, if that was some some secret military knowledge shit and it hasn't really left, uh, the you know, the echelons of, like, fucking Adama and Tai or if it had gotten out there some. And so I thought mm. that was interesting. That was a nice reveal that it, people are aware of that. So people are a- aware of the fact that not that there are just Cylons that look like human beings – but civilians know that they are in and amongst the fleet and have been for a while. So mm. I could that to me that adds a believable layer to people's like paranoia. Sure. Um, did you catch that Rosalind didn't even know? It's almost like it's been a rumor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's like some people might not even believe it still yet, but like some people do. Uh, I actually missed the part
0: where Rosalind seemed taken aback by it. It's uh, right in the right in the beginning of the episode. There, the first couple of minutes. Where uh, she's saying, I'm told you've been meeting with her regularly, allowing her to interact with members of your crew. She's a military asset providing us with vital strategic intelligence, so fuck off. Don't fucking question me. I don't show up on Colonia One and tell you how to shuffle your fucking papers around. (laughs) How to mealy mouth with your other fucking politicians. (laughs) I don't tell you how to dress for quorum, but seriously, try those pumps I sent you. Damn, it pushes that ass up nice. <laughs> Billy, you can excuse yourself. Papa, daddy, Adama likey. <laughs> he tries to talk sexy. like And, he, like, obviously and it's guys, just terrifying. It's just terrifying. Papa, daddy likes your rumper. Ugh, you get nobody, my cock hey, hungry. Nobody says rumper. Jesus nobody says Adama. it.
1: That's not like what to say. That slang aged out in the 1930s. <laughs> what are you doing?
0: Do something with your hair. Jesus. <laughs> something. I, you can see that. something. Tease it around a little. Make Throw yourself it look like one of those real sexy hooies from 86. <laughs> the kind that I banged when I was young in my okay. Mexican rock band. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Back when I had a mustache. <laughs> Back when I had a mustache and zero fucks. And we played the, <laughs> we were called the Pancho Villas. <laughs> Long before I got my stupid kid rolling battlestar Galactica. <laughs> ah, yep. shit. And that's uh a bit of an a bit of an off bitch, but uh he just says, Listen, if you think that uh this thing would be an issue, I'd pull the trigger myself. And then Adama kind of smiles at uh Rosalind, almost like Bleash your pet. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then and then she's Like, boy, somebody pissed in your Cheerios this morning. (laughs) But he has a good point. Maybe the flea should know that you have these strong opinions of it, Um, which makes sense from his perspective and his capacity in the civilian government. But Bill O'Donnell is under really no compunction to broadcast to the press and the civilian government what his moves are every day. I think that's just an unrealistic expectation. But one I can understand Billy taking a stance on. Right. And I think Billy his best point here is that hey,
1: if it's if rumors are already circulating and there is information that's been leaked already, go ahead and just get out in front of the story. Like it's like if it's out there already kind of half hazardly bumping around and people are hearing bits and pieces of the truth and mm. distorted versions, why don't you go out there and just address it and and put out the story, at least to to your terms.
0: One more thing, Billy, that shirt and tie combo is a disaster. (laughs) Dude, hey, what are you going to be, the Joker? What the (laughs) fuck are you thinking? (laughs) Maybe she would have said yes if you put on a little white face paint and some big red smiles and held a gun to her head. Well, you got a big squeaky nose. (laughs) Try this, Billy. Hey, D, would you marry me? Honk, honk on your nose. (laughs) <laughs> oh, so dumb. Uh, oh, this is dumb.
1: Da- God, his outfit is so bad. It's dumb. <laughs> to be honest, that's probably why I missed some of the information. Ross was like, "Oh, I didn't know that." I was just like, "God, that shirt is ugly." What are you thinking?
0: <laughs> that is a loud, ugly shirt. When you said you were going to get your notebook, you just went to get a beer, right? Tell the truth. <laughs> hey, I already had a beer. Okay, I had the beer ready. You don't the have the beer. To lie, here. Everybody knows you're a fucking two-bit hack. Hey, the beer was here. All right, I like the uh, I like the eye zooms, Billy. I I can't marry you. I don't know how else <laughs> to say it, but I just don't imagine fucking you long term is really in the cards for me. <laughs> I, I just want like just. this is where I just wish like we could hit them with the truth serum from the guns oh, of the Navarone. From, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and she'd be like. I think it would be really novel to hump you like three times, but then I think I would be kind of looking for the next thing, which is why I'm going to look devastatingly attractive when I go meet Lee later at the bar, the piano bar, or whatever the fuck it's called.
1: I'm just really looking for a guy with more like rounded shoulders, chiseled jaw. <laughs> I'm just you a know. masculine, attractive man.
0: I think. Not not somebody that I think would probably get a sunburn while hunched over in a cornfield all day i mean, <laughs> I mean you, you probably, got that farmer strength you, you, billy. Got that you. you could definitely carry five gallon buckets of feed and you could probably <laughs> bend over for a long time but that doesn't really help me you know i don't really uh i don't really want you to hold me down and, and fuck me if i'm being honest billy
1: <laughs> elzar uh, 760 in the chat he should have just proposed friend with benefits <laughs> <laughs> you know that could have been a good backpedal move for him. Like, okay, well, can
0: can we just do it like once? God, also, quick question. I let it go.
1: <laughs> uh, quick question: Have they never done it? I couldn't stop
0: thinking about that. I was like, Wait, have they? You mean fucked? ever
1: banked? Yeah. They have,
0: right? I kept thinking... When you said, I, I, they have they ever done it? I felt like I was watching an 80s sitcom.
1: Hey, did they ever, like, do it or did whatever? Did you guys
0: totally do it last night? No, she's <laughs> such a prude. <laughs> fucking, That's like every 80s show. <laughs>
1: fucking Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Linga. yeah. <laughs> wow, they're doing it.
0: <laughs> Whoa, yeah, crazy. Did they fuck?
1: Did they? I, I like, know. I feel like... Uh, I don't know if it was season one or two, but I, I mean, have this memory of them. mean, if you toss in the ring out there and you
0: haven't in the progressive future... Wow, then of you're 2004. Really <laughs> I imagine a farmhouse wedding. Yeah. Well. I want mason jar lights. Now <laughs> you're talking. Well, I don't know what happened. I don't know if they've had um sexual congress. That's uh yeah, I have no clear memory of it, but I have a
1: memory of them being like upset and things once it was like the situation had gotten back under control, they were like making out really hard. And I thought it implied like, oh, they keep going and they do it. But now I'm not sure. <laughs> like <laughs> Billy's naivete, I'm like, God, maybe they haven't. And she's still like, God, dude, we haven't even fucked yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. What do you think I'm gonna buy the car without kicking the tires a little bit?
0: Oh, Stupid Billy. fuck. Anyway, Anyways, in the bar, they're hanging out, right? Ellen ties there. We'll Dude, talk about Ellen her in a minute. <laughs> it's nice seeing her again.
1: That fucking crazy lady. She's awesome. Ah, she's good. She's such a nightmare. Oh, she really is. She is just the wrecking ball to every man's life. She is a wrecking ball. Touches that is to everyone's life. Everyone to, around, her. like not just her husband or the current flight. Like every man who passes by, like his life, it gets a notch worse <laughs> by being so close to Ellen Ty. Yeah, but God, mm, still would though. Oh please,
0: of course, still would, of course.
1: Wouldn't I could know it full well. I'm like, ah, boy, I'm really going to take a hit on this. This is going to fuck things up.
0: Ah, fuck it. <laughs> uh, what do you mean take a hit? Die.
1: Like, my life is going to get worse. <laughs> like Things oh, are going to be yeah. complicated and b- <laughs> uh, bad a little bit after this, but ah, screw it.
0: Yeah. Really? You think mixing up with the Tie is a complicated affair? <laughs> I might have the XO <laughs> after me. <laughs> anyway, <But do> you- <laughs> Billy's like, oh, Captain Adama. Oh. Oh, oh. I, I was just here on business. You know me, <laughs> working for the president. Billy, I haven't had oh. this much rage since that kid from across the railroad tracks took my sister out. You know, the one, the <laughs> he one knows who knows his place, the one who don't look like us. <laughs> I had this is farm rage right here, boy. Farmers rage. Farm rage. Just a quiet it, kind of rage, a farmer rage. Very matter of fact. Well, you stay right here, sir. I'm going to go get my shotgun. and I'll be right back here to kill you. <laughs> That's that farmer's I'm gonna wall- rage. I'm
1: going to wallop you to death with a fucking axe handle and it's not even gonna, I'm not even going to change my facial expression while I do That's the it. southern
0: way versus
1: the northern way
0: of screaming you fucking asshole and flipping him off while you go get your gun As he shoots you, he's <laughs> fucking yelling at you. Where are you now, bitch? Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Fuck your mother. Bow, bow, doing the face. The southern way is just like matter of fact. He's like, I'll I'll be back directly. Walks in, boom. Orders a drink. <laughs> oh, that's oh awesome. I thought I thought he was in trouble. I thought I thought, old, thought uh, the old fortunate son was about to get them big farmer's hands wrapped around his neck. Good for husking corn. Good for strangling pretty boys. <laughs> but no, he doesn't such get luck. The chance. No, nope. but um, what do you think of his reaction to this whole thing? I mean, I as much as I love the dog on Billy, I do
1: feel bad for his dumb ass. Captain Adama. This is this is just—it's rough him although his whole idea and this is like a very TV tropey thing to say I'm like wow you should have told me dude no one tells anyone like if she was going to tell you she was just going to break up with you and then go out with it like there's no actually I'm seeing Lee and he's so much better than you and I enjoy it so much Fie mm-hmm. nobody's going to fu- like don't be s- stupid mm-hmm. it's just over
0: it's just see this over. is like I, I would have been a total her. asshole if I was Lee Oh, really? <laughs> what yeah. would you have done? It, I would As soon as he would have said, because, because I don't like the, I don't like the faults. Uh, th- this is my stubbornness and ego would get the better of me here because he'd be like, <laughs> no, 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 Don, be my guest. I'd be like, I'm not your fucking guest. I'm here. I'm here. You do don't tell me who's the fucking guest here, pal. <laughs> and then he, we had a fight and I probably got my face kicked in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> With that farmer's <laughs> drink. I would have got my mouth. My mouth would have just got me in trouble as usual. See, that's the thing. I actually, in this whole exchange, He's I really like. He's so classy. Like,
0: yeah, Lee. Dude,
1: I like Lee's reaction. Him just stepping away, basically
0: knowing you two Be need my a moment. guest. Fuck you. Uh, so, what? This is your house? This is your woman? <laughs> wow. What the fuck it's not out even, of here. It's not even happening to you, Dean, and you're mad about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chill, at northeastern rage. The snow's not even here yet. Dean, what are you mad about?
0: I don't know. Life. <laughs> oblivion. <laughs> doom. <laughs> ugh, the usual. <laughs> Death, sulfur, rage. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dad. Why didn't you hug me more? I fucking can't get together. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, I can't hear you over Linkin Park blaring. Turn it down. <laughs> Linkin Park. <laughs>
1: Fuck you, dad. You never understand. Dude, I fucking had a
0: 401k when Linkin Park was popular. <laughs> 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 okay, let's get, let's get moving here.
1: <laughs> fucking!
0: Uh, I was meeting with my
1: tax attorney. Try right? a rage against the machine. <laughs> fucking, there we go.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, shit. Yeah. But no, <laughs> that, all, that all said, uh, I like Lee's reaction here, man. He is a class act. Like he knows they obviously just need a minute. Especially Billy needs a fucking minute. You guys hash it out for a second. Fine. Here's your space. I'm gonna go get a stiffer drink. Fuck this. Like I'm like that's a pretty that's a pretty gentlemanly way to handle this. Good on Lee.
0: Yeah, I concur. I, concur. I would like to think I would be able to handle it that way, too. I just know there would be that there'd be that itching part of me saying, Ah, no. Nah, you'd go to the
1: bar, order a Samuel Adams,
0: go back there and break it over his head. No, you know no, it. I wouldn't You do fucking that. know no, it, I wouldn't you asshole. I wouldn't do that. I'm not a fighter anymore. Those days are way long behind me. Nope. Oh, shit. Now I just have to resort to biting sarcasm and quick maneuvers <laughs> to escape to my car. <laughs> Throwing down smoke bombs behind you. I guess. <laughs> throwing things, making them look stupid. I don't know. Making jokes, turning the crowd on them. I don't know what I would do anymore. i just get my fucking head kicked in. And I would say I deserve it as I spit teeth out. <laughs> Are you a
1: goon in a Steven Seagal movie?
0: Yeah, basically.
1: <laughs> I deserve Full of this.
0: self-loathing. <laughs>
1: I deserve that pool ball in the teeth.
0: I don't even care. Um, I don't have any ego about it. If you beat me up, I don't care. <laughs> you might even come a little bit. I might. I don't mean I don't care. <laughs> you know. Woo, really, staying on target. That's a, <laughs> They know they've been in a fight. That's for sure. <laughs> Who says that, Marv? That's all ah, I. Got. I think so. Yeah. That's all I got. So let's talk about Ellen Ty. Ah, oh, dude. But you knew you were going to be here before him, and you let me propose to you. Oh, ho, ho. what was she going to do? Strangle you, Billy boy? <laughs> hey, no. I know. Huh? I was like, Billy. Wrap her little cute hands around your throat. Real quick, tiny, adorable hands. Around your oh, huge throat. How'd you think this was going to go?
1: Oh, fucking, exactly. Like, that's this is where I'm Billy's. Sweating. <laughs> Fantasizing about some big gruff man
0: kicking you in the ribs. I don't know what it is. I got problems tonight. We're going to get through it though because we got 34 minutes of episode left. That is fucking true.
1: (laughs) <laughs> but no billy yeah this is the, i chalk it up to him being emotional and upset here but he's fucking dumb here in this moment where he's like eh, you have told me you should have let me propose to you i didn't know what the fuck you were gonna do you dragged me <laughs> off into some closet in the hallway with your fucking farm boy anxious anticipation and you bust out your high school ring i don't know what the hell you're doing
0: now felon was smart and she wanted to get the plow of her life. She'd drag Billy into that bathroom right now for some good old hate sex. See? Yeah, you're right about that. It'd be a power move by her. I'm sorry, Lee. <laughs> Go talk to the other girl. I'm going to be right back. Come with
1: me, young man. Beep, 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 Young man, let me tell you the best way to get over someone Squash. is to get over someone. Squash. Slam, slam, Squash. slam, slam. Squirt, squirt, squirt. <laughs> that woman just ruined That's pretty his explicit. Life. <laughs> Hey,
0: you saw the E before you pressed play. It's making oh, you me fucks. real randy. Um, so Lee drags her into the bathroom. Stay on target. Luke, you've switched off your targeting computer. <laughs> Stay on target. Um, I like Lou, Lee's awareness here. He's spotting the things going on. He drags her in. Let's go. <laughs> Pulls her into the old bathroom. Ooh, Mr. Dumb. I had no idea. You're gonna... She's just like, yeah, let's plow. <laughs> I love, yeah. She's like, oh, huh, okay. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's it. She's yeah, fine with me. Oh, yeah, those fuck me. So I won't cause a problem with my husband, and you know. Tensions are already dude, so, are so. You guys are all such good friends already. I'm sure this will <laughs> it, be fine. It'll
1: be fine. And honestly, man, as cool as the rest of the episode is and how I like this moment where the, the, the like, terrorist infiltrators are kind of sending each other signals and starting Hoping to move off. and everything, it's fucking cool. But I really was looking forward to what I thought was going to be such a good MILF for, and I was like, ah, damn, uh, it's Battlestar. We're not going there.
0: Yeah, not going there. It's not uh, Game of Thrones, bro. I know. You Game are. of
1: Thrones would have been a
0: 10-minute section of that, and then back to the plot. Hell yeah, one of the other characters would have narrated it. <laughs> He pounded her for hours and hours on <laughs> Jon Snow. It appeared that he was toiling the fields, but he wasn't, was he? He was plowing her life. I'm Jon Snow and I do know one thing. He knows how to plow. <laughs> in those moments, they discovered electricity in Westeros. <laughs> well, I don't know, but Adam's going to go talk to you-know-who for a little consultation after things pop off with the bad guys they look real shaky Mary out there oh yeah they're all real still shaky nervous. Marys Ab, Ab Abdelaine
1: see uh, what the how do you spell her fucking just, name just
0: call her Red River just call her old Red River
1: Red River yeah Red River uh, she's Sasha. Super it's
0: yeah, like Sasha, Sasha is- with an E it's like Kesha with
1: an S <laughs> I guess <laughs> <laughs> whatever yeah, nervous as fuck. The yeah. other dude, the main dude, who I guess is uh, her husband's boy, uh, brother. Boyfriend, mm. Jesus. Uh, her husband's brother, he seems like the only one who's like stone-cold
0: killer among them. He's like, all right, yeah, let's fucking do this. I don't care. Everybody else is. Yeah, twitchy. he looks like he started out with small animals, then he picked off a runaway one day. And now he's moving up into some real big league shit. Breaks a lot of pool cues over people's heads and stuff. Yeah, you know. One, one, of, the, one of them guys. On a destiny for a knife in the face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or just a March savage beatdown by some guy who's like a boxer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there
1: you go. That's what this guy's heading towards. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Lee gets a whiff of it. That's when he drags Ellen off to the bathroom. And disappointingly does not start a, a porn hub, MILF, MILF porn section. No. Nope. Um, and the terrorists pop off. They lock down the doors, fire some shots in the air,
0: mm-hmm. and they tell everybody to get up against the bar. Is it true that they know I am on Galactica, Sharon Valeri asks Mr. Adama. Where are all these dark matter blind spots, likely ambushes. He wants her to stay on target, right? Give me information. Yeah, she's basically giving up info. And, um, saying, you know, they adapt to your move. Every move triggers a counter move, et cetera, et cetera. We dance, we dance, we dance. Um, adapt. That's what you're good at, right? Why don't you answer my question? She wants to know. Yeah. She wants some information, and it seems only fair at this point. She didn't shoot Adama. No. That's the. And it's what's funny about this, and what I think is cool about it. I feel like Adama is the only person who appreciates that fact. Mm. She's like the only else- being of the Cylon. She's one that hasn't really done anything yet, right? Yeah, it's true. If we think back on it, I mean, she tricked Hilo into fucking her, but let's be <laughs> real, that's not really hard. <laughs> I mean, look at her. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, no.
1: And I feel like there's still, and obviously you can't blame people and this is a horrible situation. Uh, but when other people know that she's a Cylon and just the fact that she appears exactly the same physically as the Cylon who did shoot Adama, they like can't separate that. They're still like, dude, this one is hostile and hostile directly to you. can't trust it because it's just, it's hard to shake off the, you know, visage of somebody who's like, Hmm. that's the face of the person who shot you. Like that's them. It's exactly the same. Sure. uh, Even though they are not, but it's cool. How Adama seems to be the one as much as he's still pretty firm with her. You know, he's not being like warm and cuddly. Um,
0: but he, he seems to understand that he does tell her, yeah, the fleet knows that's all I'm telling you though. I think one of the things that would be interesting, interesting is, and we see it in the beginning of the episode, when Sesha's looking over her intel, would be if they spent a little more time on the, she's pregnant, what the fuck? Like, these Marines helping her into and out of the cell, they must go back to their racks and be thinking, what the fuck, How is it pregnant? And that seems like it would be such a compelling rumor that would start on, like, this This is crazy, what's going on? Not not just the obvious stuff, but something that seems, at this point, totally inexplicable. Exactly. Yeah, like that... that t- you're right. Like, and it, it's funny that
1: that hasn't leaked in a way because that's such a like big headline-grabbing kind of rumor, you know, that sure. there's a pregnant Cylon among them. And Crazy. It, it's, in a way, you could almost imagine that, that it's almost information that you might want to get leaked in a weird way because that would change people's perception of Cylons. Maybe. Like just the idea. I mean, but then again, it might make them all the more terrified and it, it's totally backfire. To
0: yeah. Right. Based on the damage they've done, I don't think one pregnant silent's going to change their opinion at this point. Sometimes we forget about the level of destruction and death that they've wrought upon the colonies. Exactly. Wrought, like an iron fence. A (laughs) wrought iron fence. I read that somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen. (laughs) Ellen's like, if you're not going to give me the dick, I'm going to go out there and start running my mouth. Which is exactly what she does. Uh, She's like, are we not boning? Damn it! Oh, fine then. Fine, I will go run my mouth. <laughs> I'm gonna go play the one card I have.
1: <laughs> I have a husband who's really high up in the military. Even though
0: I was just about to cheat on him again. What a mind fuck that is! Oh my! She was God. about to plow the commander of the air group, <laughs> and now she's running out there yelling "salt tie, salt tie, salt." High. Hubby, hubby.
1: Classic, Ellen.
0: It's classic. It's so good. And, uh, and meanwhile,
1: Lee is uh, pulling off doorways into the little back alley. Air it fucking looks
0: looks like he's going into some Star Trek hallway.
1: <laughs> I know. Like, fuck, <laughs> like he's gonna he run steps, into Geordie back there. When he steps in there, I was like, did he just hop aboard the Borg
0: Cube? Like, what is this? this fucking <laughs> I, green tight hallways.
1: Uh, he, and he, he goes and
0: he, he runs into Miles O'Brien. <laughs> what are you doing back here, sir? Please get up front where it's safer. <laughs> I have a <laughs> shitty role until DS Nine. That's true. My wife sucks, though. Uh, nobody likes Keiko. All right, back to work. I gotta fix Doctor something that, that that normally would take twenty hours, but the captain wants it in ten. Talk to you soon. See you at the bar in one of my fake things, where I play an RAF pilot with Bashir. Uh, have a good day. Arr. I don't know why suddenly a fucking pirate. <laughs> I'm a bit of a pirate. Hit me Harry. Yes, and one of my best roles is when I'm in the Mirror Universe and my bad up with an hire. I'll be over here fixing the Jeffrey's tubes.
1: Good luck with your uh, charity. Another day sailing
0: the high stars. (laughs) guitar, Star Trek. Yep. That's that's the motto Star Trek. Maritime Law isn't it interesting. It's quite an experiment in television. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are we're on one. It's weird. (laughs) It's a weird show if Miles O'Brien is a pirate. It is. That would complicate things. Good luck with those (laughs) shitty people out there though, seriously. (laughs) <laughs> that seems bad That seems like a rough one You're going to lose a kid Probably that bright-eyed man With all those years left ahead of him So fucking shootable <laughs> So shootable You know how many boys I saw look looked just like him Dying a fucking Irish Dying of barley fields Fucking 19 in their 1916 <laughs> With their bombs and their guns <laughs> And their bombs and their guns And more guns and some more bombs well, W.B. Yates cried and wrote poetry about it. As he's doing this in my, my rendition of the skit, he just keeps talking and talking and talking. And, and Lee just closes the panel.
1: <laughs> Lee hasn't
0: even stepped in yet. He's yeah. just right behind the panel.
1: Like right there. Oh, hey there. How are you doing, lad? He's just like,
0: uh, he just won't I'm sh- just going to stop. It's the only this. way to get him to shut up. He just closes it. Uh, He keeps talking, except it's it's muffled. He
1: has a pocket knife out, and he's putting the screws back in. You can still hear him back there. Oh, that's pretty good. I can hear you screwing Uh, it real good down loud. Yeah. Just fucking God, he does not shut up.
0: (laughs) I don't get many opportunities on these TV shows to say (laughs) shit. I get three lines a season. I don't know what they hired me for, to be honest. It certainly isn't my fucking crooked potato head looks. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's what i mean i'm sorry i like i like my old misshapen pumpkin head i have no lips and a crooked potato head (laughs) (laughs) it's sort of racist to say potato head to an irishman but fine you're white you can do it Uh, a little bit
1: (laughs) but it's fine he's white
0: (laughs) well this guy goes back and looks for him
1: oh where are we
0: (laughs) the guy's going to look for lee in that really nice bathroom all right. He set the drink up, the CO2. The CO2, they assume they're getting suffocated out. Don't right. know. Right. He's going to go check the bathroom because somebody's like, wasn't there another guy in here? I saw him kind of looking at me. And at first, I'll admit, at
1: first, <laughs> at first this part confused me as far as what Lee's plan was. I thought he was trying – like he thought this was going to trigger something to open the doors again mm. and then they would be able to make a move. But then I realized later on that it's like, oh, he – tricked them into thinking they were being suffocated out on purpose mm-hmm. and that would force them to talk
0: yes or. uh and i was like okay that's actually smarter like Absolutely. it's better than yeah. just at least dumb. handling this as well as you can right up until he makes the decision to leave the bathroom yeah
1: dude he should have just stayed I know. behind the wall i know that was so dumb that one annoyed me that's like <laughs> one of the few things this episode that did rile me up i was like how oh, you idiot
0: stay back there stay back there
1: Ellen's out there yackety blabbing and they're all like, oh, cool, so we have a really high-value
0: hostage? Awesome. Exactly. Lee overwhelms this guy and then we see Starbuck. Could old get me Starbuck. Yep, get her. I know she's over there with R&R. <laughs> Starbucks,
1: and in the, cool like, black shirt. Dude, <laughs>
0: she's just like mid swig of whiskey like,
1: oh, fuck, I gotta do work again?
0: <laughs> what the I gotta hell. go Hey, real quick, really fuck this up. Hey, hey, yeah, you need me and my drunk Marines to go fuck this up? we are your guys, <laughs> dude? Can we
1: talk about these Hawaiian ass shirt wearing dumb fuck Marines? They showed like, up
0: and they were like, "Hey, is this the uh, Magnum Pi extras call?" <laughs> holy, is there shit, a craft dude. truck here? I need some cheese. I didn't know that as a Marine, the second you're not
1: wearing tack gear, you forget everything you know. That's it. It just all falls out the window. I'm not
0: wearing my get up, so I know nothing. I'll throw my gun at him, I think. They look what? like out of the military for 20 years, Hawaiian shirt on vacation, guys. Kind of <laughs> plump around the middle. Get a little soft. Hmm. Not in fighting shape. I mean Starbucks in clearly no position to do anything based on her performance tonight.
1: I know, man. What the hell? I mean, I get that the situation goes pretty sour for her pretty quick, like to kind of expose yeah. her. Well, she had went in with a gun. That was a dumb move. She had just got what information. Well, no, I think it was that um, one of the guys, I think, was starting to recognize her. Because I mean she's a fairly well known, you know, person in the military and among the fleet. That's uh, how it because was. Yeah, because she goes over and she just opens up the case. Nobody sees, like, the case is facing away He's like, away let from me them. check
0: the case again. Oh, is that what it is? I
1: thought he I was thought, like, wait a minute, know. wait a we'll minute.
0: We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Check your notes that you got. Those extensive <laughs> notes you took. <laughs> I just write down the I'll wait. You can look thoughts. through all of them. I do not get a lot of pages. take a fucking note? Just let me know when you're ready.
1: <laughs> yeah, I drew a diagram of uh, how the case <laughs> was facing and where the guys were standing <laughs> and are <their> sight lines.
0: They're <laughs> clever. You are clever. You got a good, you got, I'm on to your verbal jujitsu though. You got this classic move you do. It's called the false dichotomy, except you, you, you do, it's like the, it's like the, when somebody says something, you, you give them the false dichotomy, which is like, you go totally overboard with the complete opposite when uh, the yeah. middle is the reality. It's a good move. I like it. Shoot my flares. It's, it's, it's served you well. Somebody's like, "Where are your notes?" And like, "Oh yeah, I wrote fucking ten diagrams with a hundred letters." Yeah, blah blah. It's a real uh-huh. good move. I like it. Not to borrow it yeah. from you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Lee comes out. He's like, "What am I doing?" I guess I'm gonna go get elbow in the stomach. Guy's <laughs> uh. God, pissed because he got them. taken out so quick. Put the weapon down. Tell him. Tell him. Yeah, yeah, he this, says he's this Captain is- Adama from the Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I just want to talk. Just talky talks. Everybody's just just a talking. Yeah. I mean, when you look at these people, especially the leader, she looks like a clean, nice white woman. (laughs) Right? I mean, I could see wanting to talk and thinking she's probably someone we can talk to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fair, reasonable person. Yeah. She seems like she's an honest and nice woman. (laughs) Would probably wave me through the intersection even if she had the right of way. (laughs) <laughs> she's one of those people who's so nice they're an <laughs> asshole <laughs> but um a little standoff here difference yeah. is Give you her won't what she it.
1: wants yeah.
0: screaming fucking Ellen right, right. Lee kind of fucks up mm. you, you kind of you had to know what did he think was going to happen as far as with Lee mm-hmm. what did he think was going to happen I mean, honestly,
1: at this point, I was still thinking this was going to break out into like, uh, well, once the thing started with Starbucks, I was like, okay, they're gonna get in. Lee's gonna tag team with her, and it's gonna be like a, a heroic brawl, and they're gonna fight their way out, and mostly handle it from there. To, like I expected it to be a fight, uh, and maybe they you know go into pursuit of fucking Abanel as she's getting out of there. But I just thought it was going to lead into more of an action piece and that it was going to conclude like it was, this was going to be the beginning of the conclusion of their, their hostage taking. I did not expect Starbuck to
0: fail spectacularly. Like that was a shock. Yeah. Lee had to know he was going to get disarmed out here. Did Do, he think oh yeah, he was no, going to, as... yeah, I mean, does he think he was going to be able to apply his words while holding their guy? Huh? You had to know mm-hmm. yeah. for a split
1: second, dude. And uh, this is also in a way Kind of bad writing, in a sense, because we got this big, big, big episode closing moment in Black Market where the fucking head of all the bad dudes is like, you won't do it. You're not like me. And Lee fucking shoots him. And it's kind of a
0: whoa. I ate green berets for breakfast.
1: (laughs) Fuck you, asshole. (laughs) Yeah, shoots him. And that's like this big thing. Wow, Lee is kind of a rougher type than we thought. He did just up and shoot him. So... That had happened just, uh, what, two episodes ago? And here we are in another gun-on-gun standoff, and you're like, you're not going to just shoot my guy. No, you won't do it. I kind of thought for a second, oh, fuck, Lee's going to shoot this guy, and it's going to break out into a big mm-hmm. fucking, like, shoot-off. Like, yeah. okay, it's going to get crazy. But no, of course, he does the sensible thing of like, no, you can't bluff your way through this. Or even if you shoot the guy, D's still going to
0: die. It's going to be a fucking bloodbath. It's stupid. It's not good. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, but... But I also like the realism of this. Imagine the immense pressure you feel in the moment. Once that guy goes back there and doesn't report back, you kind of are on borrowed time. Exactly. So in Lee's defense, it's like, what do you do now? Which is why he should have just stayed in the wall. And hid as the guy came look for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and utilized the element of surprise to his advantage, I guess. Totally, totally. I was just like, why bother with this? Unless he thought maybe that wall was a common thing. The guy would look back there and then I'm pinched anyway. I mean, I don't know. But we also know that just because you're a pilot doesn't mean you're a hostage negotiator too. That's a very specific skill set. That is true. And that's one of the cool things I like about this. <clears throat> yeah. He's out of his depth pretty I quick. believe I was listening to the Sam Harris podcast and he had a hostage negotiator, former FBI hostage negotiator, and it was fascinating as shit. I highly recommend it. He was talking about um, you know, how often there are fatalities, why they happen, what the expectations are. It's really good stuff. If you're interested in how that stuff really goes down, it's worth listening to. I don't if you type in hostage hostage in Sam Harrison, you'll it'll be the first hit in Google would be my guest. <clears throat> Unless he's been nice. taken hostage somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does sound interesting. But the CO two thing goes and this does force the issue. So so Lee definitely has set this up nicely. <laughs> it's true. It does provide a moment because
1: Abenel demands you send someone down here, they fix it, they leave, and that's that. Anything else, hostages start dying. But that gives him this opening.
0: I'm not going to sacrifice a military asset on the altar of revenge. Ah, it's such a good line. It's such a good line. The altar of Revenge.
1: And that's when she brings up, it's not about revenge. It's not about me. Even though, hey, you kind of lying. It is a little bit about revenge. Uh, but that's when she starts talking about, you have a
0: fucking Cylon. Mm. Is it worth bullshit. all of these people's lives? Right. It, it seems to be a bit of a suicide mission. Or at least one that you know is going to land you in the brig. And that's one of the things that I just find so fascinating about this. They have to know that once they get there silent, like what's the out? Mm-hmm. It's this such a poorly thought out plan when you stop to think about it because the plan totally. is to get Sharon, which, okay, sure, maybe you get Sharon, but then what are you going to do?
1: These like people you, are most yeah.
0: likely not going to murder all these people in this room, right? No. That's probably not going to happen. So once they get her and let's say they murder her because we see her shoot her later, but let's, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I'm just thinking like as going into this, what's your out strategy, well, I think, Are you all just one, willing to go to jail to murder this? Is this it? Is this like a? Do they evidently. believe that they're serving the greater good by all sacrificing their freedom, so to speak? Maybe and possibly lives if this thing goes tits up. I to mean, get she does make a, a big. She
1: makes a big point of saying, "I'm willing to die for this." She like, does. I like well, we're willing to, and I mean, of course, you always wonder how much of a bluff that is. When of course, says it. Uh, but at the same time. You're right. Like, there is no real out to this. And, of course, they could also just be like, okay, here, here's footage of us walking down to the door with Sharon. Here she is. We brought her out. Open it up the door. I'll give her to you. And then we just fucking waste all of you the second you open the door. Like, we have the, the higher leverage of power here. Like, you are outgunned. You are outmanned. You're, there's no, even if we give her to you and let you kill her, you're still fucked. Like, we're going to
0: just roll in there with higher force and be done with this.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just
0: it's doomed <clears throat> there you go episode one thirty two waking up with Sam Harris, thank you, Mr felch nice you're welcome okay. Sam
1: lzar seven sixteen in the chat I want the Cylon and I want a raptor fully fueled and a cheeseburger <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it that's pretty
0: much their plan like that's actually that's more thought out than their plan, to be honest yeah i mean the the getting the Sharon seems like a slam dunk because. We know that the Cylons are not popular amongst the fleet, so you <laughs> that's probably, a way of saying it. Yeah, right, they're not I very mean, popular. Yeah, man, you know that the chances of you taking a bunch of hostages and demanding one is probably a, a decent play. Right. Right. Uh, and especially now that they know we have Lee, you know,
1: Adama's son. We have Ellen mm-hmm, Ty, mm-hmm, fucking Colonel Ty's wife. All right, we've got leverage here. Like they're gonna, they are going to respond to this in some way. It's, they're not just gonna roll
0: in guns blazing first thing. I like your style. Yeah, there's that. Um, he says some of the most awesome shit here. Adama, where she's talking silent agent, infiltrated Ministry of Defense, she's talking about six, of course. People look for complicated answers. Dude, I love that. When something terrible happens, maybe we were just caught by surprise and we're beaten. Oof, people don't like to hear that, but it's true. Dude, they do not. Everybody it's makes so- excuses Dude. always. Yep. I mean, that's
1: that's at the heart of a lot of really wild conspiracy theories. Of like, there's
0: got to be well, conspiracy so- theories. How about fucking FIFA online? <laughs> oh, fucking <laughs> lag fucking gay lag oh he picked real madrid again or oh we use this cheesy <laughs> character and fucking uh, overwatch or whatever people are always bitching about shit like that <laughs> it's true yeah. something nerf, as mundane as and- that it's something open. as mundane as that
1: but no i mean i i think it's it's really just well said too because nobody wants to hear that eh sometimes shit just happens like Shit happens. Things don't go well. You got caught off guard. It was just happened to be good timing. Maybe it wasn't even good timing because they were so smart. They just happened to luck out because you were looking the wrong way for a second. Sure, Just sh- shit happens. Like the, People don't like when the explanation of something hints towards, well, it's all just chaos out here. We don't <laughs> really know. <laughs> people are like, no, 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 there must be a reason. There must be a complicated reason that led to this and was always leading to this. Like, or maybe it's just wild fucking chaos, baby, that could kill you at any second. Entropy. Nobody. Nobody
0: wants to hear that. You are right? infiltrated, you, the military. And you are being infiltrated right now. I like the tear streaming down her face, the fake tear, as she's unhinged. And, 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 uh, and she's dude, really laying into him here. You're right. being played. And the rest and of a, us don't want to go down with your ship. I want right. the CS system restarted right now. Right now. Yeah.
1: And honestly, as much as she's being extremely emotional here and very like hard-charging about this whole thing. And and I agree with Adama that you're looking for wildly complicated answers to something that was just a simple, awful tragedy. That all said, she does have a point of, like, you have not proven to us that we're not still being infiltrated. Like, that is still a legitimate concern. That's something where I'm like, yeah, I don't blame people for being paranoid about that. Mm -hmm. Because that's not a theory. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's real. (laughs) Like, there are Cylons look just like people in and among you. They know that for a
0: fact. Well, I say this all the time when people talk conspiracy stuff. Like, the conspiracy here is that these people sat down and made a decision to go into the bar and take it over and take hostages. There's your conspiracy. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's literally the definition of conspiracy. <laughs> um, I like this stuff between Ty and Adam. I like when there's tension here. Me too. Yeah. So That's we true. can't give her Sharon. I hope you know that right. I know that. <laughs> Can't yeah, start dealing with terrorists, he's saying. Once we'll open we up do, the floodgates and we'll be dealing with all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is right. It's not Sharon. It's a frackin' Cylon. I love that. <clears throat> <clears throat> uh. I think there's part of you that looks into that thing's eyes and still sees that little girl. It's a machine, Bill. Yeah, it's a machine, Bill. Hand me my whiskey. <laughs> I like it, man. Dude, you can just
1: see what I find so fascinating about this scene. You can still see it on Adama's face as he is staring back at Ty, unmoved he by knows this, he's right. by the way. He knows he's right, but you can tell he's fighting his own instincts yeah, on this. Yeah, of course. Where, you know, when he's saying she's, she's a machine, she's not a person. And like we talked about a couple episodes back uh, when we were watching Adama dealing with Sharon, it gets to that weird point of if you can't distinguish a difference at all, Is there a difference? And I still feel like that's what
0: Adama is truly wrestling with. Of course. Of course. He's the only person that has intimate conversations with Sharon Riller at this point. That's it. I mean, are they even letting Hilo come around her? I mean, uh, mean, from the glass. Yeah. From the phone, the prison phone. That's true. You know, we had the question about leadership last time, and Ben Prue sort of zeroed in on that more, and he said, what do you think makes Adama specifically a good leader? That's a good question. Yeah. that's another really good question. I mm, I think we should,
1: let's answer that at the end. Let's let that bang around in our heads. Okay, well, let's not forget, be. though, because we tend to do that. I'll write it down. There you go. What makes it on? The, you got s- plenty of room it, in the fucking blank notepad. <laughs> hey, I have a solid eight lines of, <laughs> of my thoughts on here. <laughs> uh,
0: right, so what, B- what makes
1: Adama specifically a good leader?
0: Yep. Right? There. We'll come back to that at the end. So, um, Thrace and her goons show up, and they calm our boy. Galactic actual, um, she says the auction feed. There's nothing wrong with the air. Could be a glitch, or could be Lee giving us an opening. Yeah, this is it. Right, the actual
1: repair guy comes on down, yanks his hat off his head. All right, give me that, give me that box. Taking your shit.
0: I'm repair guy now. Yeah, and you know, Adama says this is a recon mission true. Just get a look at the situation in there. Right. Because the plan is really shitty so far. Like, which is, let's see what happens. It's improvise. It's a terrible plan. There's no plan. Time is of the essence, which I understand. But yeah, she snags that guy's hat, and uh, they start thinking of a th- thing to do, which is obviously going to put her in. So, uh, who knocks on the door? The door whooshes open. In comes Starbuck in her overalls. <laughs> Searcher. Yeah. Lee being all like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Gotta play it cool here. Imagine if Ty was like, Starbuck. <laughs> I was thinking like Stupid if thing. anyone was gonna blow her cover, it was gonna be Ellen Ty the first time I saw this. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. would be so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, see there's a moment here when she comes in, they do inspect her case, yep. and they look and they don't see anything, and she's like, All right, do your job. And she mm-hmm. starts to walk. And, and I feel like it's here where something, I don't know what tips them off exactly. You know what? No. It was, dude. You're right. It is yeah. Ellen that gives it away. But she's not trying to. She right. just looks at Starbuck with recognition in her eyes. And the, the probably the best terrorist among them is like, mm, wait a minute, that person knows her.
0: And he's like, stop. Check, check the case again. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder if she would Bucking have been okay head. if she was clean. Like if nothing was in the box, she had the dual pistols because you know she's a Starbucks and goes dual pistols. A fucking a Kimbo calling, wheeling around with the pistols. You are fucked. What are you doing, <laughs> Starbucks?
1: <laughs> it's such a bad move. It's
0: such a bad move. And, dude, these
1: fucking fat old <laughs> vacation marines just squat underneath the door and get wasted with submachine gun fire. <laughs> like, just instantaneously. Oh, just wrecked. Come on, like, lads. Wow, that was what pointless. Are you doing?
0: Holy shit. Good yeah, lord, man. Not good, right? I'm
1: like, you guys don't even have like a fucking
0: flashbang or nothing? <laughs> you got League nothing? shot center mass goes down. Oh, yeah. They drag her out of there. The other marine, Hawaiian Sher sure marine, does pretty well. He takes some knee shots on the way out. He's in That's trouble. True. How man? She's lucky. She, he had to reload because he she would have been dead. That's true. That's true. They would have both been fucked. But uh, yeah, and also
1: Starbuck fucking shoots Lee. Nice, which I could not believe, dude. I like smashed rewind a couple times. Like, wait, what? No, she shot him, mm-hmm. and no joke. For a second, I was like, is this going to be the reveal that Starbuck is a s- fucking Cylon? And this is like the ching, moment where her ching, programming ching, activated. Ching. And she's like, it was friendly fire. I shot him.
0: I was, it was friendly what? fire.
1: No. I shot him. <laughs> 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 w- 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 tears activated. Emotion
0: file. Mm. <laughs> 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 whale. 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 Yeah. <laughs> whale? Wailing. W-A-I-L. She starts crying. Wail, wail, sob, sob, <laughs> initiate, sob. The door shut, end programs. Her face goes right back to neutral. <laughs> man, that's an intense cyborg shit, man.
1: But she fucking accidentally puts one in his uh, right shoulder, I guess it is, and he goes
0: down. Looks like
1: his chest, dude. Yeah, it's, it's definitely close to his chest.
0: Yeah, it could be it a looks lung rad. Rad.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Not great. Drunk shooting right with akimbo pistols. And then D shouts over to Billy, I need shirts. I need shirts for my new boyfriend to stop his <laughs> bleeding. My Billy, new and better boyfriend. Barely.
0: clearly the shirt that didn't get you me is the one we should be using right now. <laughs> Let's use that hideous shirt. Take it off. He rips off his shirt, and he's got like, you know, those big pepperoni nipples, and she's like, whew, dodged a bullet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's fucked up. You don't want some of my salami? Oh, huh? <laughs> cause cut it with corn. <laughs> Jesus. And then uh, Starbuck has to call daddy. Dad, um, so like, remember when you told me I can borrow the car? (laughs) Well. (laughs) Just don't be mad. Before I tell you, just promise
1: you I can be mad. Yeah,
0: the worst thing to say is promise you won't be mad to anybody before you say anything. That's like the dumbest thing you can say. And now I'm furious. (laughs) (laughs) Now I am lividly
1: angry and I don't even know why. Yeah. Uh. There you go. But Billy has a little moment here where, you know, he gets up to go get the shirts. And and that's when the good terrorist points the weapon at him. And he's like, hey, look, if he dies, you have no deal here. Do you think Adama is going to deal with you after you fucking kill his son? And Abedal, too, is like, shit, he's right. Let him go. Let him get the shirts. The shirt, the bar towels to smoosh on the old bullet hole. D'Wala's crying for her man.
0: My my better upgraded boyfriend. The better boyfriend guy shot. Oh, sweet irony. <laughs> Billy, Bill, while she's plugging the wounds, he's like, hey, you still got that ring? He, he says, listen, now will you marry me? <laughs> Come, Come on. on. I proved myself, didn't I? I mean, he's not never going to be the same. <laughs> what if, dude? I mean- what
1: if Billy was just like... She's like, Billy, help me get some towels. we got to stop the baby. He's like, fuck him. <laughs> <I'm>
0: like, what? <laughs> so Her dark.
1: face. Fuck him. Let him die. You want to be with him? Why don't you marry the corpse? She'd probably like, kill Billy. him with a martini glass in the neck. That's Extra- <laughs> true. Smashes the glass off and sticks the stem in his neck.
0: <laughs> yeah, Ugh. that'd be cool. <laughs> Would it? No, but I mean, kind of... <laughs> Anytime That's I say it'd writing. be cool, I just mean like in a deleted scene. <laughs> right, an alternative unit of it. Yeah, I mean, it would fuck up the whole movie show, but like I just want to see it. Be <laughs>
1: I just want to see it happen.
0: <laughs> it's true. Elzar760, uh, seven sixty, two out of two Adama sons killed by Starbuck. <laughs> <laughs> Zach
1: and now him. Oh, two shit. out of two Adama sons. Boy, she is just raking it, it in. <laughs>
0: He'll be uh, all right," light, the terrorist says to Weeping D.
1: <laughs> no, I do like this moment too when uh, Starbucks radios back in, and I mean, she again one of those rare times we're seeing Starbucks super emotional for a valid reason, mm-hmm. uh, calling in and being like, "Look, this is what happened, a few marine." Like she, she belays the point where she's like, "A couple one of the marines is down, one or two of their guys is down. Also, Lee is a casualty. It was friendly fire." And it was me. Like, she, like, slowly comes mm. to that point. And, and Adama just gives her, all right, no more moves until you hear from me. That's it. Yeah. Oof. It's good, man. My it's brother good. died on
0: PyCon. They're all good men. I love that shit,
1: too. Dude, yeah. Good good fucking lines from Billy. Mm-hmm. I actually loved him calling him out on that shit. Yeah, her husband was my brother. He was a good man. He's like, yeah, they're all good men, dude. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows somebody who died in this. Like, every everybody. That we're
0: killed by the people we're supposed to be fighting as a team.
1: Right. Exactly, man. Like, that was, that was probably my favorite moment from Billy in this episode, where he called out what is a very common line <laughs> in a lot of TV shows and was like, fuck that. That's bullshit. This is, yeah. a, this is war. We've all lost good people. You know, he even has that line where he's like, "You know, I, I we've people, we, we've lost people, and we're not, you know, crying out to the universe and demanding it to be righted." You know, all of us, like everybody has. Why? Why are you different? Yep.
0: So good. Cause we're little bitches. Because <laughs> you guys are <clears> much <throat> little whiny bitches. Mm-hmm. Well, they start going over some options, but there are no options except for one. Community we don't strike deals. Hey, Prez, we got this. Military issue, go back to your ship. Go shuffle some papers around. God, I wish she still had cancer. (laughs) Bill says, (laughs) under his breath, (laughs) I wish I could take that kiss back. (laughs) Um, Gentlemen, I don't have to remind you how to do your job, so I'm going to remind you. Hey, get out of (laughs) here. Fucking bunch of bitches. I'm going to take a shuttle over next time you're doing your bullshit. We already talked about that, though. But um, she talks about conducting ourselves and all of this, how we're going to, blah, blah, blah. It's Abinell on the line. That's not D doing it, though. How's my son? Alive. Ooh. Yeah. Well, my friend is dead. Well, you started a hostage situation. So. <laughs> you started this, so uh, fuck your dead friend. That's <laughs> all I have to say. Now, it's at this point where if you're her... I mean, you start to realize the bodies are piling up on your watch. Mm-hmm. So not I like good. her. I think she does a pretty decent job in this. I like the simmering emotions that are bubbling to the surface on her that are not just anger and rage for Sharon Valeria, but also of, I think there's emotion and regret here too. With fe- Abito? No? Yeah, I feel like it. Yeah. And I think that's a comment to the acting. Right. I agree. And it, it's like she doesn't Some of her lines that. are stupid, but that's not on her. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um but you know, I think you're right. You can pick up on f- pick up through her performance that there is this like not gung ho, we're all ready to like plant our flag and die on this hill. Like it is it sucks. It sucks that we're doing this and to her feels like they have to do this.
0: Uh it's not good, but she's just willing to. Mhm. Um one of the things uh you know they have this kind of standoff with um, with Ellen. Hold your fire, Bill. Commands. I'm giving you the Cylon. And uh, hey, what's your mm-hmm. name? Groans over there. Ugh. Ugh. We're Ugh. inviting the terrorists to just oh, negotiate god. with us all the time. Oh god. Ugh. Oh god, Bill. Is she gonna stand there and second guess me while I work? Go home. <laughs> You're so <laughs> annoying this week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh fuck but yeah, but he also his his part of the demand is you my want terms. Sharon you can have her it's on my terms you're gonna have her dead I'm Elia. killing her Elia. and dude the moment he said that I'm like ah you gotta give her the old dead Sharon slick right so good so good mm. love that shit it's not gonna work for long but it buys them just enough time
0: yeah should put some coveralls on her or something <laughs> I mean the, the fucking <laughs> sheets a bad move guys <laughs> You got to put her in some cute overalls or something. Put something on her. Cover the fucking scars. The gigantic gray old scars from an autopsy. She looks like she just came off a Frankenstein slab. Like, <laughs> come on, man. She doesn't
1: live. She doesn't
0: live. <laughs> I love when Adama shows up, too, and he just, you know, he, he goes in there himself. And uh, I know. He's just like, go on home, Starbuck. Take a little nippy nap. Hey, hey, thanks for shooting, my yeah. son. <laughs> hey, Starbuck, thanks for nothing. You can go now. <laughs> Do <laughs> me a favor. To drop that Call of Duty bullshit. Do me a favor. Tell Kat to come see me afterwards. think there's a promotion lined up for her. <laughs> the, wor- the worst thing ever to happen. <laughs> I've heard that a captain's spot just opened up. <laughs> and a lieutenants. So harsh. Goddamn. <laughs> that would be so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Oh, well, man. they wheel her in, and she has a little rage shoot in the fucking dead head multiple times. Dude. Okay. Good. And it's, you're
1: going to tell me it's not about revenge. Okay.
0: Shit sure about think. yourself. Because
1: hubby got sucked out the window.
0: Does everybody get a <laughs> shot? Do, the, do all the bad guys line up and shoot it?
1: Hi, <laughs> yeah, Everybody like, take what? your turn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, my Un, turn, Unload, my turn. <laughs> Unload until it's just like a busted jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> Jesus. Wait a second. What are these giant bisection, vivisection scars?
1: Ah, uh, oh, darn. <laughs> the Oops, wrong one. Oops, Should
0: to on a t-shirt. You know, like, I hate
1: Cylons or something. Well, honestly, even the way, the way she looks when they first pulled the sheet off, I was like, that looks like an old corpse. <laughs> like, hmm. that looks bad. Looks gray, old. There's like weird bumps on her face. And I was like, One of the oh, things uh, that it. we kind of went
0: by. I want to talk about how D was saying to Billy, "Look, I know, I see the way you look at her. I see." Or, you well, she, she was saying, "I know, I see the way you look at him with correct the gun that meaning. You think meaning, can take him. yeah, exactly. That's yeah. like cool. I like that. She recognizes that. She can sense that in him. She's very aware, very alert. I like that. Yeah, slick man." And she's like, You're not a soldier. You're not trained for this. I love that. She, I love that. Uh, Sesha's dead against a you could say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, laying across her. Uh, yeah, true. Died hey. for my
0: revenge. Yay. And it it's still alive. It. Yay. I got nothing out of this. <laughs> Except <laughs> the dead president's aide. Whoopee. This always works. <laughs> These things always work out well for everyone. <laughs> Jesus Christ Jesus. it's
1: so fucking true though I know <laughs> why
0: why what was the end game dumb dumb
1: so worth it mm. but yeah fucking Billy jumps oh, up here man. pushes one terrorist out of the way hits him but gets wasted in terrorist. the process lights out eyes open oof poor fucking Billy bam, bam. And I mean it. Poor Billy. It yeah, sucks. it's a bummer. It is sad, man.
0: But hey. The big dumb idiot. He'll
1: Love try real hard
0: him. in the afterlife. <laughs> I don't doubt that.
1: Did I do it right, Jesus?
0: <laughs> or whatever fucking pagan shit he prays to.
1: S- space multiple Jesuses.
0: <laughs> whatever fucking god of rain and crops he sprang to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pagan space Babylon.
0: <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Does my family get good crops for two generations on account of my heroic deeds? No. <laughs> uh, Rosalind's good here. Good acting out of her, reacting uh, to Billy's man. death. Yeah, it's Hardest good. moment of the episode. Not Billy dying. Yeah, I'm always like that too. Cool. Yeah, man. I'm always like sympathetic versus I care about the person not that much. My God, they're right. dead. they don't know what's going on. They're gone. <laughs> Makes me sad that everyone else is sad. Also, what do you think about
1: Adama so pensively looking over the, the corpse of Sharon? Love it. It's interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't quite know what to make of it. I'm not sure how to think of him in this moment, but I, I do think it's interesting. I mean, he... He's, it's almost like he feels bad to have even offered up the body of the dead one to, mm. to get shot and everything. Like, there's like a little bit of guilt there or something.
0: Yeah, or, or maybe he's thinking, that I make the right choice here? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Ty's words are echoing in his head. I'm sure he's wondering, was this worth Billy's death? Was it worth right. my son's critical condition? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's a lot bouncing around in the old man's head right here. It's true. Yeah, fucking, a lot of, <laughs> there is a lot of lost life and lost people in the,
1: the face of this, really, when you think about it. If we, mm-hmm. if we tally up the numbers, including the terrorists, you got
0: like, what, 10, 12 dead people on your hands?
1: It's pretty bad. Meanwhile,
0: meanwhile, DeWall's like, boy, this really just got less complicated. Yippee. Dude, that it's moment true.
1: when we cut over to her waiting next to Lee's bed, i was just saying, yay, simplified.
0: Dude. <laughs> The sad thing is, is everyone on the planet would feel that way. They just wouldn't be, they would be too afraid to admit it. It's true. It's so true.
1: it's so awful. And it's okay to feel that way, and you still love
0: and care about that person. Listen to Chuck Palahniuk on Rogan, where he's talking about, like, how he felt so evil at some of the things he's felt over his life. Like, when, you know, a sick relative he had to care for died, and he's like, Like, I love them and care, but, like, it's nice. And he's like, does that make me a fucking monster, you know, to think that way? Mm -hmm. And I thought about that a lot in the scene where— there's got to be a part of her where it's like, it sucks that he's dead, but, and there's, you know, it's hard for people to wrap their heads around that because we're so guilt-ridden as it is. Right. That <laughs> we, we don't, we, there's a shame and a guilt in feeling anything positive for the departure of anyone. Mm, that's the point. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you would be weird to say something like that. It would be weird to be like, oh. You know, we're caring for the sick relative or whatever, and it's bankrupted us, and we can't. And we still couldn't keep them alive, and it's almost like, you know, you wonder, you wonder about. Like, there's got, there's just guilt around it. I'm sure she feels guilty about it, but I'm also positive there's a part of her where she's like, "Well, I cannot wait to smash you, guilt-free." Right? It's like so true. It's like when you're in a bad relationship and it's kind of going bad, and you know it's going bad, and you kind of talk to somebody else, and then, then you finally break up, and then you go see that other somebody else, and you smash guilt-free. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best ever. <laughs> you're, it's the best guilt-free smashing of all time, because you're like, well, the other thing is over officially. Right. It's sad, but it's true,
1: man. Feelings are still a little hurt, but there's no obligations.
0: Yeah, man, because you're people. We're complicated machines, man. It's weird. Right. Right? It's weird. (laughs) So, yeah, she's thinking about how she's going to smash him. he heal up real nice, Captain.
1: I'll be right here waiting for you. I got a surprise
0: for you. (laughs) I'll be ready to ask if your dick is functional yet. So at first, when I watched this, the original, the original time I watched this, I've seen this episode probably three or four times. Um, but I thought about Starbuck here, and the first time I watched it, it always bothered me why she was skulking in the shadows like Dracula. <sighs> but then I realized it's not because of Duala, It's because she feels bad about putting Lee there. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure my my thoughts aren't way off board here because originally I was thinking is does she like concerned about Dual and Lee's relationship? Can't be it, right? I mean, maybe a little bit, but it's probably tremendous guilt that she's the one who put him down.
1: Yeah, and I even had the thought for a second where I was like, oh, is this alluding to maybe like there's a still some, uh, yeah, a little bit of lost feelings there that Starbuck hasn't expressed, and she feels, oh, God, I'm, I'm really seeing that it's out of, you know, I'm losing the chance. It's kind of gone. But that, overall, I think it is just that she feels very guilty about mm. putting
0: her friend in, in the fucking hospital. Let me ask you this. How do you think she'll respond if these two start dating, so to speak? To I hate even be- saying the word, but. Right. To be
1: honest, um, I don't see her responding super well for one, for one of two reasons, maybe a little mix of both. Um, one being that I think she would just be jealous of not having anyone herself, period. Like Anders is far away. She might, he might be dead. She still feels really worried about that. Um, and it just kind of seeing somebody else starting a new relationship and all the, the fun, cuddly things about that it would probably just make her feel shitty. Uh, and the other side of that is I do still think there are some unacknowledged feelings in her for, for Lee that isn't just a, ah, I can just smash. Come on, I just wanted to fuck. just wanted a quick lay. Like, ah, there's more there that she's mm-hmm. still just not grappling with. Um, so, I yeah, I don't think there's – I don't see a – Happy go lucky. I'm so happy for you, Lee, coming out of Starbucks anymore.
0: Yeah, you don't think you don't think she's a turn the other cheek hey, kind of girl? I don't. <laughs> hey, don't think so. <laughs> I think she's a punch the other cheek kind of girl. Yep, I think you're probably right. Um, <laughs> what do you think of the closing shot on <laughs> Pregnant Boomer? Another scene that I rewound like
1: four times, being like, "Did I miss something? What uh-huh. is fucking happening here?" It's weird, man. I I, I have a thought I, on it. I've thought about it a lot, and I'm still. What confuses me, the main thing that confuses me about it, to where I'm like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel, is the blank, expressionless face of Sharon. She doesn't smile. She doesn't frown. There's there's no expression of any emotion at all on her. I have, and so that I'm left with just like, is something happening that she's unaware of? Even mm-hmm. that's almost what it implies to me.
0: But what do you? What's your thought? I took it as. All of the shit that just went down in the bar was over her, and Adama refused to give her up, and she's still there. And it's That's fascinating to think about where this has gone.
1: Mm. Because you know what?
0: sometimes you lose reflection in this when you're covering these shows if you're not binging them hard. We're going only a couple of months, so it's like sometimes we lose perspective right. on the, the show a little, right? Which is. There was a moment where he fucking Undertaker choke slammed her and wanted her to die, and then he was like, "I guess we're going to terminate her pregnancy." And now it's like, "I'm not giving her up," and yeah. it's costing a life, multiple lives. It's true. It's interesting. It's true. Yeah, and, and, I, and it I was almost a- like a "Here's what it's all for." This sort of exactly. running shot across her belly bump,
1: right? And, and I think you have a good point in the, that the fact that the sh- this episode is named sacrifice and that this is sure. our ending shot is what was all the sacrifice for for her. And, Indeed. and I think her, her laying there with that expression is a little bit of kind of portraying how unknowing she is that mm-hmm. she's not even aware. I mean, obviously she has an idea. She's not an idiot, but she is unaware of just how intense this whole situation has become because of her, because of her just e- existing on board this ship. Right, right. And then, she, yeah, I think that's a big part of the shot too, the fact that she's doing nothing. She's just laying there. Mm-hmm. She isn't, you know, we don't see, I think you're onto something just because we don't see her plotting. We don't see her doing, nope. it's, it's not like we see her move her bed and we realize she's like working on it a fucking escape tunnel, Shawshank Redemption t- style or something. <laughs> she's doing nothing. She's just existing there. And that alone is enough for people to be going hysterical over.
0: Right. Yeah, man. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Well, that concludes cool. this week's episode. Next week we'll be coming at you with the captain's hand. But Done. before that, um, not really a listener comments. I actually a <laughs> funny story. I hadn't seen this one in a while, and I totally forgot that Billy died in it. And Danny <laughs> Falch posted this big comment and I deleted. It. I was like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, I didn't think it was a big deal since he died in the episode. I was like, Oh, yeah, I'm a fucking idiot. So I, like, deleted his comment off of Facebook for no reason. (laughs) Because he was like, something about Billy. He was like, oh, shit, he dies in this one? I couldn't remember (laughs) the name of the episode. I hadn't watched it yet. I forgot it was the hostage one. So I feel like a fucking (laughs) dum-dum. That's good. Um, And then, of course, we have... Shows how much you love Billy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, But we do have to get back to the question you jotted down on your empty notepad. Indeed. What makes a Dama
1: specifically a good leader. Boy, it's another one of those big questions. man. And we kind of, to be honest, part of what stumbles me up on this question is I feel like we kind of answered this one an episode or two ago. We were talking about uh, outside and among like Picard and other captains, like what makes Adama stand. out. Right. He wanted like, us to talk different. more about
0: Adama than in comparison to others in comparison to others. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> damn man. I, I just don't know if I have any like super hard clear cut answer to this. Um, for one, like what we've been talking about just in this episode, I, I do, he doesn't seem like it, but I do like that he's kind of the guy who actually probably has the most open mind in the room, you know, among Ty and Roslyn. Like, uh, Roslyn is very good at sounding diplomatic, but actually towing a very hard line, and she's not going to budge from it. Uh, and, and Ty is, is a pretty, as much as I love the dude, pretty close-minded, we're doing it this way, fuck your way, this is how we're doing it. And Adam is the kind of the one who is very gruff, but actually keeps a pretty open mind and is willing to hear a lot of different things and think on it and, and try to come to like a, a creative solution. Like, I mean, we we see, like we've already talked about just this time around, he's the one person who does see a little bit of, he won't admit it yet, but I think he sees the humanity in Sharon. Or not necessarily the humanity, but the validity of her life, even though she's a Cylon there's something more there like he just i don't know he sees through things Mm -hmm. that's kind of like a weird broad way of saying it but Mm, interesting um (laughs) i don't know anything jump to
0: mind for you characteristics qualities well first i think he's a very rounded and three-dimensional character because there are times where i don't think he's a great leader yeah. Um, because I think he makes very emotional decisions sometimes, which, because it's a TV show they always work out in his favor, so the ends justify the means in you know, hindsight and all that bullshit. But in the moment, you're like, you're really, you're going to stay out there? The, you're going to endanger the entire fleet to find one pilot? I mean, way beyond. The only reason that he wasn't heralded as a terrible leader is because they didn't get destroyed by Cylons. So it's like you almost kind of got lucky. But... <laughs> But I also think he is a good leader. And I think he is because of something you just said, but I want to say it a little differently personally. I like that there are times where he is, while Rosalind and argument arguing, I thought about it in this episode because the question came up. He's observing and listening. Right. And I think it is important. I think, I think good leaders listen. And I exactly. think good leaders are observant and they understand what's going on around them. And they sort of have their finger on the pulse, so to speak. They know, they take in all of the available information that they can in the given moment. And then they make a decisive decision. They make a decision and then they stick to it. Um, that's part of it. But leadership isn't just about, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm presented with this moral quandary. I need to make this difficult decision. And then I make that difficult decision. A lot of leaders just break that down to math, Right. Right. Which is do I go here and rescue fifty people, or do I go here and rescue five? I think that's a moral quandary, sure, but I think a lot of times it comes down to math i think I think outside of making him making command decisions, which I think he 's competent at, except when he 's being clouded by rational irrational emotion, which he does quite a bit, <laughs> I think that he is very very good at empowering people to make the right decision and sticking behind them. I think that's good leadership. Good leadership is letting your subordinates make their own decisions and mistakes and then coaching them accordingly and making them better. Um, In the, in the beginning when Ty made a decision to close off part of the pod that sacrificed some of chief Tyrell's men, it was not popular it saved the ship. Could an alternative have saved the ship? Maybe. Did they have time to make that decision? Maybe not. And when things were blowing back on Ty, Adama said, he made the right call. Leave him alone. I would have made the same call. And Chief Terrell didn't like that answer. But it's not just about him sticking behind a guy like Ty. It's just about him empowering people to know that they can make decisions and that they have his, that they have He's in their corner. He's not going to hang them out to dry. Exactly.
1: I was going to, yeah, that's a really good way of saying it. Um, I think that's a part of what I like about him a lot, too, is that even at times where, like, let's say, you know, he's bickering with Chief about something, doesn't like the way Chief's handling something, but Chief decides he's still going to go about it this way, when they exit that room and people are like, what's the Chief going to do? He's like, he's going to do this and he has my full support. Like, he Mm -hmm. will keep that unified front. Um, which is just solid man. Like he's, I think even that's an important quality to have because even when one of his subordinates disagrees with him, they know that he'll still have his back. Like he might disagree with me. He might not like what I'm doing, but he will still respect me and have my back and, and try to understand why I'm doing what I'm doing.
0: Right. Yeah. There's that's, I think that's something relatable to him specifically. Um, is, you know, one of there's this really good book. Um it's called Good to Great. Mm-hmm. And um it's it's a very big book in leadership and corporate business, a lot of businesses, small business, big business. They all um Jim Collins, I believe. Good to great. It's 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 a pretty slick book. I've I've read it before. I'm actually rereading it right now. I always do like a nonfiction with a fiction. Ah, yeah, nice. And you know, they talk about level one, two, three, four, and five leaders. And you know, level five leader is have you set your, in, in, in business, it's have you set your business up to where you could walk away and it would still flourish? Because if you, oh. you haven't, then you're not at the pinnacle of leadership yet. Because if everything rests on you, then you haven't done a good enough job of building up your business enough to know that other people can take it out should you leave. Right, right. So I wonder, would they function without him, without his presence? Has he trained and built them up enough to where they could possibly make their own decisions, right? That's where that's where it was tough with Kane. Kane, you know, she had good leadership qualities, but if she left, it would be a wolf pack. And that's the environment she created. That's not good, right? That's that's True. Maybe she has good leadership qualities, but is she the pinnacle of leadership according to this book? Which, you know, some people might think is bullshit. But- I think there's something to be said there when you think about it rationally. You know, if you are not involved, can the next person step in line and take care of it and everything's going to be fine? I would imagine that in some sort of military engagement, and I'm sure Bill Alvarez will reach out to us after we say this stuff. I, I would imagine that if you have a fire team of eight, nine guys, should the guy running that team get murdered, killed? lost in battle, KIA, wounded, out of commission, whatever you want to call it, I think they would probably know exactly what to do. They would know how to step up the next I don't think they'd all shit their pants and run off in different directions.
1: <laughs> Where's daddy?
0: I would imagine they would know how to it. It would suck. It would be bad. It would be a disadvantage to carry a wounded guy around while you're in some kind of engagement or, or whatever. But I would imagine that they've set themselves up and insulated themselves from the possibility of losing that person, right? And that's, you know, I think about that a lot. That, I think there is something to that. Um, I also think that Adama is a guy who has sort of been there and done that. Um, you know, he's, he was a pilot. He knows the life of the pilot. When you run an aircraft carrier, which is what it is, it's a space aircraft carrier, you kind of have to know pilots. You kind of have to know how pilots operate, you have to know what their day-to-day life is and what they have to do. You have to know what it's like and how to, how to handle them and what they need and don't need and how to keep them fresh and keep them trained and understand what goes on on the deck. And and, and I think when you've been through it, you understand it. And I think it lends to some, some leadership, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't think he is a flawless leader, but I also think that that's what makes him realistic. I think he's vulnerable at times. Um, and I think that vulnerability shows and he makes very emotional decisions that are awesome and they make for great high drama when he says things like, you know, if if when Lee was out there, what if it was me out there? We'd never leave, right? A great moment in television. And then, but then you think, Jesus, you, you would really? throw it all away for this, you know, that's what does that mean from a leadership perspective, right? On the one hand, it probably means a lot that he's willing to die for you, but but then it also kind of sucks that he's willing to kill everybody for you. <laughs> but I think Adama having people's backs and, and not hanging his people out to dry and having a respectful connection with them that isn't buddy, buddy, friendship, pal, pal stuff. You know, you can't be best friends with your troops. No. Right? I don't think that works either. Um, I see that in parenting, you know, not a parent, yeah, but hey, yeah, yeah. but hey, was a kid, so know a little bit, right? And, you know, I see this guy and he's got like this teenage son and he's always like, oh, come on, dude, what are you doing? Like, and it's like, he's his buddy and his buddy and his son that he treats as his buddy and not as his son is pretty openly disrespectful to him. And he kind of laughs it off. And I'm like, see, that's what you've created though. You've created a, like a weird friendship here. And it should be, there should be, there should be lines drawn in the sand where that just is the way it is. And you can hopefully rationalize that to that person. And in this, you know, you can't just, you can't just be like, because I said so, because it's an order, because it's of that, that doesn't work. And that only works in movies. That doesn't work in real life. You know, if you listen to anybody that's been in the military, you know, Jocko Willenick's podcast, great. It's not a bunch of dum-dums who just follow orders. It's guys who go, well, wait, why are we doing this here? Like, what's, let's, you know, that's not to say it's confusion and everyone's having a diplomatic discussion in the middle of a firefight. But people challenge ideas. They challenge plans. They challenge decisions. It's not just like, yes, we agree. You know, you know it's not like that. People don't function no. that way. Um, no. And I think that's another thing about is his ability to, to really engender this. And he empowers people. I think, I think that's a huge leadership trait that he has. He empowers people. I think Picard has it too. He makes people feel competent, like they can do it. Right? Right. When he he sits in the room with all his senior staff and he's like, what are our options? And and LaForge gives him an option. He goes, make it so. (laughs) Not make it so with strings attached because I have an ego. It's, no, no, let's do that now. It's not like like Picard. It's not like Adama have to inject themselves into it to get a little ego drive, right? You just say, what's the idea? How do you want to run this? Good, let's run it. Let's do that, you know? dig it i
1: totally agree i mean that's that to me like you've already said is is kind of the highest quality
0: of of leadership as if can you build that up in somebody else and step away from it 100 percent. i think a leader's uh, are as effective as they can facilitate the idea right yeah because if you're not following it then you ain't shit for a leader (laughs) a leader means nothing on paper right no no and I've, and that's exactly. something I've always said forever. And you know, when I was in quote corporate leadership, I would always say, it doesn't matter what your name, it doesn't matter what your desk thing says. <laughs> exactly. It could okay. say fucking ruler of the universe. It doesn't exactly. matter what it says. The only thing that matters is how people respond to you. What your title is doesn't matter. All that matters is how effective you are. That's it. That's it. Do people actually listen? Do they respond? And trust you. Yeah, do they respond to you? Mm-hmm. Do you reach them? Do they believe in you? Right? Sometimes I think when you think leadership, you think you get too hung up on what would the leader do given the situation. No, man. What kind of culture has he created or she? There you go. That's yeah. it. A culture of a bunch of wolves killing each other and raping people
1: in their jail cells. Exactly. It's probably a pretty shitty place.
0: Exactly. That serves a very limited purpose. It's very limited in scope for a very emerging, for, for for an emergency situation. But I think in the long term, it's garbage. Exactly. Yeah, and and you know we we saw the effect of it on the Pegasus, right? Not good. Yeah. No, not good. Anyway, there we go. I hope that discussion was uh, was good for you. Yeah, we have been we have been really discussing Adama. Yeah. There we go. Leadership, leadership. Dissecting the boy. Yeah, he likes it. <laughs> well, should we, uh, should we get out of here? I think so. I think it's that time. All right. All right, guys. Well, we will see you on the flip side, and um, we will be talking to you next week about uh, Captain's Hand or something like that, I believe it's called. <laughs> does sound cool. Sounds awesome. All right, Mr. Anderson, uh, and to all of you who have listened, thank you very much. Visit us on the web at libertystreetgeek.net. That's libertystreetgeek.net. We will see you guys in two, count them, one, two weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye.